Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back everyone. This is a special episode. Special edition. Alrighty then guys, welcome back to That's Lame. We are so excited to be doing a special little episode about the Senior Dressage Europeans that has just happened because we watched all of it and absolutely loved it and there was drama, excitement, as much as dressage can have. (laughs) (laughs) But we just loved it so we wanted to share our thoughts with you. So just to start, obviously, Team GB big up we won the team competition which is so amazing the last team competition that we won was actually london 2012 and the last europeans that we won was 2011 and for paris next year that puts us in such a good spot yeah i would say actually the whole europeans this week has made me really even more excited for the paris olympics yeah because the three top horses that we have in the uk and on the team at the moment they're still on the rise they haven't peaked yet. Yeah, and it's just such a strong team, isn't it? So first day was the Grand Prix and we saw Gareth Hughes and Carl Hester riding. They were just like a cut above the rest. I liked as well that Gareth and Carl were like on the same day because they both ride in such a laid back, like harmonious fashion. And it was quite fun having them like one after another because it was just almost like a masterclass, wasn't it? I mean, they just look like they're sat there having a cup of tea. Yeah, they're so calm as competitors. Whereas, you know, the two Charlottes, they do kind of go for it They more. explode onto the arena. Yeah. Whereas like Carl and Gareth, they sort of like glide on don't they they're very smooth and like they're mesmerizing and how calm and relaxed it looked just effortless yeah that's that's more easy than i've seen some people do novice tests yeah you know but yeah they were absolutely amazing carl's it was a real masterclass on that was, how to ride a hot horse yeah i would say carl's first test was like a real highlight for me it was just you know that the horse fame he's amazing and he's got so many amazing highlights but he's amazing because carl's in the saddle and carl is just like the most amazing test rider on horses like that yeah and also i think people weren't expecting him to do as well as he did like they knew it would be a masterclass because it's him but i think everyone was like sort of presently surprised at how well he did because he's only been with the horse this season hasn't he they were saying yeah he's not been with the horse very long and the horse has never been exposed to an atmosphere like that and the horse is known for being hot and then gareth on the team test day he rode such a beautiful test you know he went out first he knew what job he needed to do and he just delivered it with a smile and like the most easy going i thought what he said as well after the prize giving in the team conference it was so sweet and you know when he got really emotional i thought it was quite refreshing to see an athlete especially a man show that level of emotion in front of like an audience do you know what i mean i thought that was really refreshing and actually nice to see because i think it's quite easy to just think oh well they're so used to competing at that level it's just another europeans for them but it's not like it still means so much and also it's so much work and dedication from all of them and their team so I just thought that was really nice to see yeah that, it was really lovely that actually made me cry a little bit so thanks guys made me cry <laughs> and then second day of the Grand Prix we saw both Charlotte's Charlotte Fry and Charlotte Jardin. that was again amazing because they really went right this is what we've got I would say I've seen Glamourdale look a bit more focused than he was on the first day I think in previous competitions He's definitely had a bit more pizzazz, I would say. I would say it's it's focused pizzazz. It was almost like, I think the venue itself, everything was quite close and quite enclosed. 
And, you know, he is a breeding stallion and I don't know whether he passed a mare on the way in or something, but he just kind of looked like he wasn't 100% focused on Lottie. But, I mean, he is literally just... He just gives you the chills seeing that horse. But then the ones before him, the two horses before him, had a huge spook going down the final centre line. Yeah, they didn't did. Didn't they? And yeah. it was sort of like something must have changed in the atmosphere or there must have been a noise that was sort of upsetting them and maybe that played a factor in him being a bit, like, not as focused. Yeah. And then Charlotte Dujardin just pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, I remember seeing Pete at the Nationals a few years ago and watching him at the Europeans last weekend, it was just like, wow, the improvement was just remarkable. As always, I feel like when you watch some of the other riders' tests, you don't realise how they don't always say ride corners or, I mean... Charlotte's just such a good test rider and it's not until you ride her test that you're like, oh, all those other riders are missing out on that point five because they're not riding that corner or... And like her pirouettes, they're completely on the money every single time. Like she's just so super precise and consistent. It's just like crazy. Literally, when you watch her you then compare all the others and you're like god the others are missing so many marks but everyone else in that class is still the very best in europe but it's just that charlotte's test riding is just especially her corners her corners are so good and she rides so tight to the board like she uses every single inch of the arena and she never fumbles with the contact in that like her reins are never too long and never too short she is just and she's also so precise you know i was watching earlier on in the day and a lot of riders just seem to be not going from like marker to marker and you think that's such an easy thing to do in how to pick up marks you know riding a grand prix test is yeah it's going through the movements but it's still riding that test and i think the accuracy that you learn lower down the levels it still plays such a huge part higher up yeah and also i think on her interview afterwards it seems as though she was very shocked that she you know pipped lottie and glamourdale because also she was saying in the interview that she's only riding on half power. She was like, what you saw in there is not, you know, what there is to come. And I think that's really exciting for Paris because obviously they've got like a whole year of more training of sort of getting that power because she was sort of saying, you know, I can get a bigger trot, I can get a bigger passage, but then I lose like the frame and the balance and all the rest of it. So there is still so much more to come, which is just like... That's Crazy. like mind blowing. Yeah, because isn't it? she was really like I mean, super consistent across all three days, but in the in the money, wasn't she? On the podium. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes next year so exciting. Okay, other riders of note. Horses that I thought, wow. Blue Horse Scepter. Yeah, he was one of my favourites. His frame and his look reminded me of Vallegro in his heyday. I would say if Charlotte was riding him, it would be like another Allegro. Yeah, I think the horse has such a remarkable presence because he's such a big horse and he's got a lot of bone and he's this beautiful chestnut colour with a white blaze and socks and everything. Yeah, the special... She nailed that. Yeah. She really rode a very good test in the special. I would say in the freestyle, it just looked a bit untidy. You know, some parts were still absolutely amazing, but like she didn't extend a trot down the centre line and lost a stirrup. Yeah, I saw that. So, but I mean, another year down the line, they will be huge contenders for the medals at Paris. They were just, that horse was just absolutely stunning. Jovian, have to mention him. Now, I know Helg Strand does have often quite a lot of controversy going on, but I personally really like Jovian. I think he's such a beautiful horse. 
it's just unfortunate that he can't PF and passage like the others can. He's very leggy, isn't he? He's a lot of horse. He's a big, big horse. But the rest of it is just, like, absolutely stunning. You know, his extended trots are just, like... I genuinely cannot believe a horse can move like that. I quite liked Indian Rock as well. Oh my god, absolutely Such a pity in her freestyle. Um, she kept um, on the Joker line. Oh, Late yeah. changes. Really unfortunate, but yeah. I really love that horse. Like, when you see it trot around the outside of the arena, I'm just like, that's one that I would like to have a sit on. His neck frame is unbelievable. That's what I mean. Just his, like, shape is just... His yeah. neck, like, I just... I like horses like that i just think he's got a real presence about him yeah i liked him oh so the main one that we haven't mentioned jessica and delaria i would say she was obviously amazing and you know she did win all three classes (laughs) but for me the mare didn't quite have the same pizzazz that we've seen in the past yeah i wonder whether the fitness isn't a hundred percent there from last year for me because some elements of it didn't look as polished relative to when we saw her at the olympics yeah i would say compared to the others that are in like the top five it's just unfortunate her confirmation she's got a bit of a pot belly yeah i'm not a hundred percent a fan of her shape yeah yeah relative to some of the others that we just mentioned but her frame is by far the best it's very soft and harmonious isn't it yeah. and the passage and in pf is literally just a real highlight yeah and the way that jessica sits and is so still they just look like a continuation of each other she's just a beautiful rider oh just and the most beautiful person as well yeah and she's so beautifully spoken she's nice. just very humble yeah just amazing but yeah watching it made me go oh i wonder if next year you know she's still dominating at the moment but 12 months down the line i do wonder yeah same especially with both charlotte so close behind nipping at her heels you know what i mean and nana yeah. yeah i mean the competition was just wild it was Okay, so moving on to the freestyle, whose music was your favourite? I really enjoyed the freestyle. I thought it was a great competition. One thing I would say as well is that I really liked this year how more dressage riders are using contemporary music because, you know, you wind the clock back, it was all classical and serious and powerful dramatic music, but I liked that it seemed that more riders were sort of going for fun, like, entertainment value because I think it's important for spectators. Yeah, it's hugely important. It's more spectator-friendly to have music that we can identify and relate to and like Charlotte using Madagascar music, for instance, and it's just, like, more fun, and I think we need to encourage that within dressage to bring more viewers in. Yeah, so for me, in the freestyle, Lottie should have won 100%. Yeah, I love her music. Yeah, her music is just... It's so powerful, and it's... She puts on a show, and you can see Glamadel wanted to put on a show, whereas Jessica's, for me, I was like, mm, why has she got French music when she's German? That was I, my first thought. I thought the exact same thing. I was quite surprised by that yeah and i thought it's still beautiful music but compared to lottie's it sounds like elevator music yeah i would say that lottie's music i think was my favorite i think it's such a crowd pleaser especially queen no one dislikes that and i think that beat and rhythm works so well for the passage but yeah i would say that i agree with your thoughts regarding jessica i would also say that nana's music i found a bit flat yeah it was flat yeah i watched it and i was sort of like it was almost background music and actually i was just watching say like a Grand Prix or the Grand Prix special not a freestyle and I didn't really notice like a beginning and an end and like segments I like when it's like trot music 
now you're in the extended walk and I like there to be a bit of a contrast. Yeah, I would also say with both Charlotte's, you can really tell how good their floor plan is and that they go marker to marker whereas no one else seemed to do that it seemed to be like it was a free-for-all and you'd kind of be watching and you'd be like oh so where were they meant to be doing that line of changes to because they've ended up two meters before the corner or they've not even attempted to go into the corner which just for me made it feel a little bit messy compared to charlotte and lottie's who was literally like, okay, we're going to do an extended canter to D and do a canter pirouette. Whereas the others would kind of do an extended canter to between D and K. And I'd be like, wait, where, where are you going? So it was a bit harder to follow. And I know now that the judges have a floor plan that the riders give them. But as a spectator, you don't have that. So you don't know where they're going. So sometimes you're thinking, what's going on? But I never once thought that with Charlotte or Lottie's because it just made sense. Yeah, and it was just more, like, choreographed. And, like, you can really tell that they really match their floor plan with their music, whereas I felt like with some of the other riders, you could sort of see that they might have come up with a floor plan and then just found music to go with it, or the other way round, and it wasn't as slick and sort of precise, I would say. There was one rider who... They did half circles in Passage and Piaf to like the Indiana Jones music. And that was so good because I think their whole freestyle, it was just so recognisable. So I, I do think, like what you said earlier, as spectators and the fact that, you know, I know a lot of people don't agree, but dressage does need to be modernised to make it spectator friendly so that we keep the sport alive. We should have been putting, we as a collective whole, including the judges, should have been putting like Lottie first because then, you know, media coverage of that, which I know is, is not how a competition runs, but media coverage of that, you could then show Lottie's freestyle, which for anyone would look fun and exciting. You know, young girl and a big black stallion riding to Queen music that you instantly go, oh my God. Whereas if a non-horsey person saw a 30 second clip of Jessica doing a passage half pass to some French classical song, it wouldn't be an exciting yeah. where I'm coming from. I would also say as well, in terms of like enjoyment of the freestyle, it was really nice to see so many riders take so many risks with their floor plan, like a full canter pirouette straight into a piaf, like circle. Did you see that? Yeah, that was crazy. And I was just like, I like when a floor plan is so shocking in that you're like, whoa, how did they do that? Or like two straight into ones, you know, when it's really like, yeah. I feel like lots of riders were really taking lots of risks and I think that's really fun when they do that because you're just sat there like whoa like you know it's almost like a dance off you're like I can't believe they just did that that's yeah. crazy though do you know once I've done Grand Prix freestyles with Apollo I did one and Apollo was so easy to like move about and he was such a clever horse that I went onto the diagonal did a full canter pirouette did 15 ones and then did a full canter pirouette the other way still on the same diagonal and one of the judges afterwards told me that it was too much and I was like I'm sorry that no one else is as clever as me and Apollo are but surely it should be a performance well also it's a degree of difficulty mark yeah, so I was like, you whack want, it up to 11. You want to do the hardest movements that you can. And I feel like lots of riders during that freestyle did. They were really, you know, trying to think of how to make it as difficult as possible and what they could achieve with their horse. And I just thought that was really exciting. You know, Lottie did full canter half passes on the short diagonal and did a full canter pirouette in the middle. And she did not miss a single beat. And you didn't see anyone else do that. And you thought, well, she's the only one who's good enough to do it. And yeah. she just did it perfectly and completely seamlessly. So why shouldn't she do it? You know? it just makes it such fun mm. 
Though there was one guy who did two right half passes and only one in left that was like three strides at the very end. That was Frederick Wonders with Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they had to like pause the competition for a while so the judges could have a discussion oh, about yeah, it. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, there is drama, even in the top levels. Apparently the judges got booed when Lottie's score came up that it went below Jessica's. Really? By the audience. Didn't hear yeah. that on the TV. No, because you couldn't really hear, but apparently the spectators were clapping along to nearly all of the freestyles yeah. and most people, but you couldn't really hear that on the... I heard it for Lottie's. Yeah. Because I thought, yes, because that's one thing. I thought Glamadel definitely deserved to get his highest score during the freestyle because I think that was his best performance. But I think that also is part and parcel because of the audience participation I think it gives him that like he, that zhoosh doesn't yeah. it like you know it's, it creates an even bigger atmosphere and it wakes him up so then his piazza are a little bit better which are usually his like slightly weaker point as well he came in and it was like he wanted to put on a show whereas none of the others gave me that impression the only one that's getting close would be Pete in Hop Tap yeah he looks like he's going, oh, actually, I quite enjoy this. Whereas Glamadel knows it's for him. And he's like, come on, Lottie, like, let's go. Yeah, and I just want to add as well that I think both Carl and Charlotte Jardin both rode really well because... Carl, for instance, as we've already mentioned, his horse just looked very explosive. And I think he managed that really well. And I've since read as well that he wasn't feeling very well that day. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I saw on an article online it said he wasn't feeling his best that day. So I wonder whether he just was, I don't know, a bit under the weather or something. But I thought he managed that really well because that was their first freestyle. And Charlotte, I would say, rode really well because like both Iman Tep and Fame have very short necks. Yeah, confirmationally. Yeah, and I mean, we've discussed this, haven't we, watching the Europeans, where we've sort of said it's interesting how, like, a lot of the other horses abroad and everything are such a high calibre. And I feel like the horses that Carl and Charlotte have are amazing, but they're almost amazing because of Carl and Charlotte's training, in that the horses from the other nations, you see them trot in and they're just like, they're a better shape almost. Yeah, it's like because the big breeding powerhouses of Germany and Holland, they will always have the pick of the bunch. Yeah. They keep their best horses and it's almost like the duds are the ones that we get in the UK. Yeah, and like, you know, I'm in Tep and Fame are magnificent horses but relative to the others you can so just see that it's the training that they've received that's made them that mega which i think is why we as a nation even though we're so small compared to the other nations and we don't have these big breeding facilities and you know population wise there's so much less of us we still do so well because we've overcome those things and like you said the training is just is the best in the world yeah it really is and to be honest it sort of made me feel quite like proud to be british in a way because you're like god we're really good actually and i think other nations they must appreciate that as well and like some of the other horses are seeing i was like god imagine if charlotte had that horse or imagine if had that horse because they just they just manage their horses very well and Charlotte particularly in the freestyle with Pete I think he was sort of going quite short in the neck and I think it was after her first centre line the first corner she rode you could actually see her visibly really giving the the rein rein to be like take your neck out take the rein out and you can just see like the craftsmanship of her managing that horse to get the best result and I just I don't know it might be a savage thing to say but I feel like if a different rider was riding him he wouldn't be what he is 
No, he wouldn't at all. You know, I know it is the horse that you sat on, but as well, it's who sat on the horse. Yeah, it's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. But yeah, it was so exciting to watch. Really loved watching it. Makes Paris very exciting for next year. One thing I would like to say is that the commentary was really good, but from an outsider's point of view, it seemed very negative. They'd do an amazing movement and then they'd miss one step and the commentators would be like, oh no, they missed a step, rather than being like, the rest of it was amazing. Yeah, I think it's not that it's negative. It's more that, yes, you want to be critical. You want to point out the mistakes and what could be better because that's educational for people that are watching. But I think as well, again, being spectator friendly, you also need to really highlight the positives. So, for instance, if the horse is trotting around the outside, wow, what an amazing horse or what a beautiful partnership. Because obviously the horses are just incredible. And I just feel like sometimes that gets lost in the commentary. It's quite easy to get sucked into just critiquing with dressage because that's what we all do to be better yeah but sometimes i just think you just need to be careful you don't lose sight of that because yeah being positive as well would be really important for the spectators yeah agree even during the freestyle like you know say they go for twos into ones just being like oh my god what a horse or like a pirouette into a pf whoa you know more like genuine sort of candid responses i would say because that's what it's like in other sports like i don't know football if a footballer scores like an incredible goal the commentator's not like yes so that's just scored that you know they're like oh my god he's just done it you know it's more human and like emotive and i think yeah that could be encouraged with the commentary i would say yeah, we need a hype man. We do. All the time. Have you seen that video of Snoop Dogg and yeah. Kevin oh, Hart? Like, when they're oh like, my God, the horse is crib walking. What the hell? Yeah, he's like, I need to put this horse in a video. Yeah, <laughs> we need that commentary. We do. But anyway, wrapping up, because I need to go and see the vet. The nationals are coming up this weekend. Very exciting. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of That's Lame. And if you enjoyed this, please do let us know and we will do more in the future. Alrighty then, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.